0: Uh, fit for purpose. Take one. Not fit for purpose. <laughs> go, go ahead.
1: <laughs>
2: Not. F- okay. <laughs> Not fit. <laughs> okay. I can't. Okay. Okay. Not fit for purpose.
0: I'm Carl and uh, I'm a, uh, what do we mean by that? Anyway, I'm Carl and uh, I am an addict, alcoholic, all the above in my sobriety days, August 22nd, 2014.
2: I'm Chelsea, I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is
1: SoberPod. SoberPod.com 366 fucking days sober. Yeah, SoberPod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome.
2: SoberPod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. <laughs> Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 Fucking, Fucking Days sober. sober. And always, as always, stay active, stay sober.
0: You know, Chelsea, this book was written for you. Did you was know it? That? Yeah. Just cause, me? Because uh, people may have... Uh, often called you crazy and said you would never get sober. (laughs) They wrote you off long ago, but here you are still trying to live sober and giving it your best. Sure, you cuss now and then, but your heart is always in the right place, and you know that it really is all about progress, not perfection. You know, the 366 and again, we did not forget the leap year days, uh, Daily Meditation Reader will help you remember that sobriety and recovery don't Ha- always have to be so damn serious and that we can feel good and do good simultaneously. And Chelsea, you know, um, this book includes daily meditations for the rebel seeking a transformation in recovery. And I-, I think that pretty much defines it. You know, I didn't even really think about it. Like how much of a rebel you kind of actually, I mean, you are, like you're way more rebellious, I think, than I am. Like, Like, first of all, like you didn't like suffer in, you know, your addiction and alcoholism for as long as I did. Right. Like you actually like the rebellious thing is to, you know, be in recovery. Right. Like I didn't even, yeah. talk, didn't even like, yeah, you know, cause you know, cause it's like the thing that most people can't do, which is like not drink. <laughs> I've been all, I've yeah.
2: always been like that person though, that hates being trendy. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, I like to forge my own path. So, you know, sure i'm a rebel i'm a sober rebel (laughs) well
0: no i see i i what i was thinking about i was thinking about like the subtitle of this book you know uh you know for the rebel seeking transformation and recovery you know i think most of us like to think that we're different or unique or you know in those regards and but but again i think um you know like it's it's funny it's like um you're being in recovery is different and unique, just on its face value. So I guess, you know, yeah, automatically, if you're in recovery, you're, you're a rebel. So here's to the rebels. Cheers. cheers cheers hold your tea to to the rebels which is what i just did my water (laughs) so um so if you are um visiting us for the first time and this is the first time you've heard this podcast by the way just go up and you know make sure that you're subscribed and that you know you're you're going to catch our feeds all the good times um and don't forget if you really like this podcast um you know maybe you just listened to the philosophy of george costanza which was like the last <laughs> one and then uh, uh which is what a weird title for a fucking podcast anyway <laughs> so so uh but yeah um if you're just visiting us uh you're new to recovery please by all means go back and listen to uh 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 2022 we started episodes where we read the, well, we, again, we listened to the book Living Sober. And I mean, then,
2: we read it too. We've read uh, it as, yes, we, you know,
0: so maybe that's my brain fucking that up. Uh, but we listened <laughs> to it as we read it, and then we would respond to that chapter on Living Sober. So that book is really good for the newcomers. It really gives you a lot of the basics, a lot of the grounding, and like a lot of the how to's of like how to get by. You know, without fucking drinking just for today kind of stuff. So uh it's really good. So this book, by the way, it was really is, is written by uh yours truly and it is for the podcast. Um and if you go and buy it, um you'll go search on Google three hundred and sixty six fucking days sober and then um and it'll bring you straight to this book. And we only make a dollar eighty per book, so um that dollar eighty is used to Uh, go back into the podcast we do not collect that money it doesn't go to my children's college funds it doesn't go for like (laughs) you know uh you know my my drinking fund for when i retire when i get my slippers out it really (laughs) is like it it all, all the money goes back into the podcast and so so and that's for us to do other things in addition to just what we're doing here today so that could be anything from giveaways that could be anything from you know i mean could be even more advertising for the book for that matter um so um so that's what the money is used for um as well as like other things, I guess, like all the other miscellaneous stuff to pay for the the website the you know the hosting the email the you know whatever you name it okay so so we do this book right now we read through this book, and this book is made for uh the newly silver but but I think more or less as somebody in their first year. I think that that's what you could define this as, right, but you know I mean it's good for I found it. Good for me, actually, at, yeah. at nine years. So I don't know. Like it, it, I, I like to say that it's really focused around the newcomer, but the more that I read it, some days I'm like, oh wow, it's got some deep shit that you don't discover until you're like five years sober, or you know what I mean, or six or whatever.
2: Well, so, and I feel like there are things in early sobriety that, as time goes on, you kind of forget about, you yeah, know, or, yeah. or certain principles or or habits uh, disappear, and you're like, oh shit, like. I remember I used to do that religiously, yeah, and now yeah. I yeah. don't, and I probably should start doing that again. So
0: Yeah, exactly. Meditation being one of them, like right? that's kind of the idea. So um, so what we do is we read through this, and then we, we have a little discussion on it, and at the very end of the podcast, we read another one, uh, which is usually like the next day. So if we do this on Sunday, we will read Mondays. So today is August 13th, is that right? It is. Oh my gosh, I just checked yes. the date. And then uh and then August fourteenth is Monday, so um which I you know, that one is about being um being on your pink cloud. <laughs> yeah, I kinda like that one. <laughs> um okay. Chelsea, do you want to read this one and I'll read the next one?
2: Sure. All right you can do that.
0: Let's get this game going. Let's do this.
2: All right. August thirteenth. You are doing so good. Fuck. What happened to you? Ah, i still going to kick out of it. <laughs> months have gone by since you last lash out lashed out at anyone, but lately you have been getting more irritable, restless, and discontent. You have been a bear to be around and nobody wants to tell you how much of a dick you really are. So let us say it. You're a fucking dick. Yeah, you're a
0: fucking dick. <laughs>
2: Since you got sober, you have made great strides in managing your affairs and holding up your end of the bills, and you haven't been arrested in such a long dang time. Good for you! But what good is it being sober if you are still a slave to your emotions? Underneath it all, you know you're not fit for purpose." Quote unquote. There is something still eating at your soul, stopping you from living the life you desire. What is that feeling? That is the thing, quote-unquote, gnawing at you and knocking you on the head. That thing is your spiritual condition, and it sucks. You are living like a dry drunk, and if you don't do something about that, too, you will end up drugging and drinking soon enough. If you really want to stay sober, address that shit now.
0: Now, motherfucker. (laughs) Reflections.
2: (laughs) Do you act like a dry drunk? Are you still acting the same as you did when you were using and drinking? Daily challenge, text yourself this, hey, hand emoji, sup, have a great fucking day today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you text yourself this morning, Chelsea? I didn't text myself, but I texted others. I did others. Not. I, te-
2: I, text- I texted you. <laughs> yeah, I
0: texted others a little hey, a hand in the, hey, what's up? Um, so I thought that was funny that I was texting other people the thing that, yeah, maybe I should have changed that. Because um, it really is weird to text yourself though, isn't it? kind of think yeah. what's the point kind of like again.
2: emailing yourself too that's always that always <laughs> trips me out
0: <laughs> hello carl <laughs> nice to see you again <laughs> so um so what are we talking about we're talking about um
2: well I, I think it's
0: more than just being a dry drunk right i think this is really more about like um you know uh, irritable restless discontent you know being a fucking jerk being a dick you know acting with some of the yeah i guess you know still kind of what we define as a dry drunk like acting with the same behaviors and patterns that we had when we were drinking um you know but um but you know I think this is really alluding to the fact that you know um what well, says it right off the bat like you know months months have gone by since you last lashed out at anyone but lately you've been getting more irritable restless discontent and so um I think for me it was uh like that whole first two years I went through this like weird ass cycle of um you know uh, it's like, uh, you know, we talk about it too, which is like a spiritual condition, right? I didn't spend a lot of time really considering what, you know, my spiritual condition was. It was just not like, like I had dealt with, I think the, you know, the fire and burning in the house, <laughs> but I did not, um, you know, I put out the, the, the main things, you know, uh, repaired some stuff, but, um, Yeah, but I but I kept the faulty stove, (laughs) you know. So, and that was a big part of my um thing. It was a big part of my recovery. I think it was like it was like one of my first big hurdles was like to really try to get an understanding of like that I do need um you know a power greater than myself kind of stuff, and that uh, that quote unquote lack of power is my dilemma. Like stuff like that. That's like it's really it's big shit when you're first in recovery. Like this is like not small sh- concept shit. This is like, you know, for somebody to consider this kind of thinking in, um, in this new way of life, just fucking just, it didn't, honestly, it didn't make sense to me at all. So I, um, you know, it, and I tried to take the suggestions of like, you know, you know, pray every day. And you know, the, again, I think I've told the conversation before about that dude in a meeting, he came in and he fucking, uh, I think I was like six months sober and he uh, he came in with this fucking attitude. You know, he had like 20 years sober. The dude looked like he was fucking 40 and I'm like, what, you got sober at fucking 20? Like, or even fucking like 18? Like, when did you get fucking sober? You know? And he's sitting there like, <laughs> um, you know, like, kind of like berating everybody in the meeting. Like, you guys know what the fuck you're talking about and it's this, that, and this, and the other. And I just wanted to jump up and go punch him in the throat because I could give a fuck about this <laughs> motherfucker. And, um... And though he may have been speaking some truth, I just don't think that it was the way in which I would want to hear it as a, as a fucking newly sober fucking, you know, 40-year-old, you know? Because uh, I'm looking at him like going, dude, like, what the fuck do you know about drinking? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck do you know about suffering, right? Um, yeah, it was just, it was a really weird time. But here's the thing. I didn't pray at that time. I didn't fucking, I didn't. I didn't care about it. I didn't fucking think about it. I did not have a, like, uh, that was not a solution for me. You know, when I was agitated or restless or irritable or discontent, I did not think about praying. What I always viewed as um, this whole thing was, like, it was always an outside something, right? It was never inside me that needed to change, right? It was, like, I mean, it was always them. It was her. It was the fucking job. It was the boss. It was the the courts. It was my mom. It was my, you know whatever the fuck it was. The teachers, the principals, you name it. My whole fucking life, it was always about somebody else, and it was never about a change inside of me. So really, like when it came down to this dude, the way that he was like approaching everything made me fucking angry. Made me pissed off. And then, um, and I was I remember calling my my uh, first sponsor, who was an atheist, by the way, which is the weirdest fucking situation when your when your atheist sponsor <laughs> says. Like, have you, did you try praying for him? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you're like, you're excuse fucking me? atheist, motherfucker. What are you, I just, like, the last thing I expected to hear from an atheist, right? You know, uh, <laughs> just, you know, and there's a reason why I picked this motherfucker too, right? Because, like, I didn't want anything to do. I didn't want any God talk. I didn't want any spiritual bullshit. I didn't want none of that stuff. I didn't want to hear, like, fucking, you know, God bless you. You know, I didn't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear these three fucking words, you know and um so I did you know i I did not want to pray for this man and that was the thing is the, so the first time I really genuinely prayed is when my my sponsor and I took instruction again this is it goes it's contrary to who I am, everything about what I believe, everything about what I feel like I just think it's worthless and pointless and I'm like, you know what but I'm gonna do it just to prove it wrong that's because it doesn't work, right? Mhm and then uh uh so I uh uh so I prayed for the man I prayed for the man and then pretty soon like I was like go you know, 2 weeks go by and um, and I do I have a different feeling about him. I, I had a real different like, understanding of, like, oh, yeah, he's a sick person. Like, here's a dude with 20 years sober who could be, like, more loving, caring, and compassionate, but yet he walks into a fucking meeting and just, like, does the most opposite fucking thing that fucking any fucking alcoholic <laughs> would ever be attracted to, right? You guys all suck, you know? And, uh, and he could be abuse, but he's not, right? Cause, because he's spiritually sick himself, right? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's kind of like looking in a mirror a little bit. Right. If I think if I held that same attitude and same understanding about prayer and how I needed to change on the inside, um, you know, I'd always be looking on the outside. I'd always be looking that way. And that's kind of like where this I think the spiritually fit aspect comes in. I guess, um, you know, restless irritable discontent and and feeling like a dry drunk and doing all those self behaviors. All of that stuff is still very selfish, self-centered and just all about me right has nothing to do with anybody else. And they did that for like 2 years and boy, I, I'm I'm surprised I'm not divorced. I don't know about you, but I'm surprised I'm <laughs> fucking not divorced. So, Chelsea, when do you think in your sobriety were you at your most spiritually sick? Like in in your sobriety. When do you what time oh, frame or what was going on at the time?
2: Probably that first like 2-3 months. I mean, maybe even up to 6 months, but mm-hmm. definitely in the beginning because I I had all of these, like, feelings <laughs> that I had to address or, you know, rather I couldn't hide from them, I couldn't drink them away. And so it was just so uncomfortable and, you know, I, I was fidgety and, and restless and, um, you know, I did not have an outlet for it because I was so focused on trying to do things on my own. Rather than reaching out to someone who might know how to help me or Mm. may have gone through it before, um, I was just so like, I don't know, in my head about uh getting through it on my own because I wasn't an alcoholic, you know what I mean? That was like my whole belief was, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So, like, even when I was like white knuckling it, trying to stay sober, I still could not, uh, I couldn't reach out for help because i was i had too much pride and I just didn't want anyone to like acknowledge that I had a problem because even I couldn't acknowledge it yet um, but i was i was definitely like just so hateful and yeah. you know i my words were just venom like i I was so mean to people because I was feeling out of control and all I could do was kind of like tear people down because that's how I felt. And, um, it was awful, but I didn't know, I didn't know a better way of dealing with it because I wasn't willing to reach out to anyone. So it was just this perpetual cycle of like feeling like shit, not knowing how to like handle myself and then causing damage and hurting people because, you know, I can't stand the way that I'm feeling.
0: Yeah. I, I, again and if i impact them right if i you know it's a if i poke you i don't have and i get you pissed off then i don't have to deal with myself right like that yeah exactly yeah so so it becomes like this really weird thing you know i say this all the time like uh in in my sponsor john you know he pointed it out too which is like in my first few years uh every time like we had free time as a couple me and my wife uh so you know say say we uh you know, it's Saturday and, um, you know, we, we, we hadn't planned on doing anything. Um, uh, and we're, we're not going anywhere, doing anything. And, and again, I, I wasn't doing shit because I was like, fuck, I can't I can't be out in public. <laughs> you know? yeah. like if, if my wife, like, wanted me to go to, like, some. Kids' game or whatever, like I couldn't do it because I would just be like, I'd be just so fucking pissed off all the time. She wouldn't want to drag me into the public like that, you know? Because I'd end up being thrown a man fit fucking all the time. God, it's just fucking, oh, I, so disgusting <laughs> now that I think about like how incapable I was at like controlling my own emotions at all, right? It was just fucking insane. But um I'm so glad I'm not that way today. Boy, what a sign of relief, right? Oh, God, that's fucking awesome. Anyway, I can almost cry <laughs> I'm thinking about it. But here's the thing. Um, she uh uh my my sponsor pointed it out he was like he was like you know carl's like every time you're into these fights and it's like knockdown, dragout drag out kind of stuff you guys had, have no plans right you guys almost like in order to fill that blank space you go and create these hmm. these problems in this issue and i was just like uh and so i didn't put two and two together he did for me and he's like yeah so you may want to look at that not only that, it's like you may want to start doing shit together right you may want to start like <laughs> you know you know like plan to do some shit so that you're not always fucking like you know so you're
2: planning to fight or yeah. planning to and, like and I, be at each other's throats I or. I really do
0: feel like he was absolutely right cuz it just was like there all the time like so when we weren't doing it and then now too I can I can I can kind of catch a, like a glimpse of like that same behavior in somebody else like you know not to name names honey but um, because yeah, <laughs> when she wants to fight, we're like, there's nothing else to do, and I can I can like kind of go, oh, like you, like, hey, like, I, you know, when I'm fishing for it, I'm like, honey, uh, uh you, do you plan on doing anything today?
2: <laughs> <she's> like, yeah, <laughs> fucking you up, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> looking,
0: knocking your fucking head around, motherfucker. So um, so Chelsea, what do you do when you're um, what do you do to get what happened? Like what what was the difference between in those first few months or after those? Like what changed? What was the thing that like helped you to kind of you know, uh, quote unquote get fit for purpose? Like, you know, because that was the idea, right? It's like, you know, um, you know, you uh, I know for me, it was uh um you know, I got into the step work. I got into like, you know, I was I, I was I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I had a second bottom in sobriety where it was like, fuck, man. Like I am like I am done trying to manage the world, you know. Like I couldn't control everything and um and I started to do um the ACA program, that really helped me a lot. Uh, and I got more into again step work before all that too. I got into doing like more step work and that's what actually led me into my codependency, right? Actually that's that was on the air for if for those who are longtime listeners, that shit like really happened, right? <laughs> you know, and uh um so uh, I just think about like oh my god I recorded that every week <laughs> The fucking madness of that shit. So I think that just the general the madness of life, like, really impacted me and affected me. And when I was sober, I was paying attention, and um, and it just hurt. And I thought to myself, like, this is not what sobriety is supposed to be like, right? It's not supposed to be painful like this. It's not always supposed to be turmoil and again, restless, irritable, discontent. It's not supposed to be fighting and, you know, and um, you know it. it do the only thing that was like left on my fucking list in like sobriety of shit that I was fucking up is that the police hadn't been called to, to my house yet, right? But mm-hmm. it was coming, right? Mm-hmm. I mean it was coming. So um so really that's like, like that's kind of it. You know, I wonder if um if if I had stayed on that track how much suffering it would have taken to get, you know, uh, you know, some some domestic violence charges, you know, those types mm. of things. So So Chelsea, what happened? What changed in your recovery?
2: I honestly, like, I wish I could say it was the step work, but that didn't start until, you know, after about a year, uh, you know, because I was too much of a pussy to ask someone (laughs) to be my sponsor. Um, so, but in the first like six months, eight months, um, I went to therapy that helped a lot, Mm. but therapists are not I mean unless you go to like a substance abuse counselor like they're not fully like like they don't understand it from an addict or alcoholic's perspective they understand it from like a clinical perspective mm-hmm. so while she could help me with you know my relationships and like my thoughts feelings um there were just some things that like you know the insanity of my thoughts could wouldn't come out because I was like oh she doesn't fucking get it like you know so therapy helped a little bit but really I feel like meetings helped a lot once I was willing to um, hear the messages instead of just like sitting there and being in there trying to you know figure out how I'm different from all these fuckers in Mm -hmm. this meeting and how I don't belong here how I'm not an alcoholic once I stopped like and put all of that shit aside, and I just listened with an open, you know, open heart, open mind, Uh, I started understanding that these people have things to offer that would help me, you know, like how they're coping with, uh, you know, cravings, or how they deal with um, relationships that are going south, and, and you don't know how to cope with it because you're newly sober. Um, so really like paying attention in those meetings. And then, um, one thing that really, really, uh, impacted me was when in a meeting they emphasized, you know, having a God of your understanding, you know, and, and it wasn't until this meeting where I, uh, realized, I can create my own God, you know, I, I can have my own perceptions that don't have to match that of any religion or what I was brought up to believe. Like my God is my God. Like, you know, so, and that was just a huge epiphany, epiphany for me. And, uh, I started praying, you know, but praying in my own way, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. like on my knees, like in front of my bed with my arms, you know, you know, like I'm not doing like the, um, what's that called? The
0: Hail Mary's through my Philip Grace, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Doing the, yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Catholic not Catholic, cross. so I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I, I started praying in my own way and, you know, when I would feel incredibly frustrated because i couldn't control something or i i just like didn't know how to deal with a situation or cope with my feelings i would pray i would give it up to god and i would immediately feel lighter and better because it was something that i didn't have to carry alone you know and i would say to like to anyone who maybe like is like you carl and was like fuck any talk of God, like Mm -hmm. I don't want any of that shit. Just play along with it. You know, like you don't have to necessarily fully believe in it to, you know, do, do the steps, like do what people are suggesting, like, you know, your sponsor, um, which is just hilarious that you would bring (laughs) that up to be honest. But, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, it's, it's for a reason. It's, it's for, uh, for like the practice and, and, you know getting outside of yourself and and speaking it out loud into the universe so
0: yeah I, I you know prayer gives you a um my john jones my last sponsor uh he um he would talk about prayer as in like you know it's it's uh, your mind and and in, in setting intention right it's about setting a direction for your mind to follow it was about like you know the, that kind of uh an experience and he's a very spiritual person, that's what really attracted me to him uh, because you know after a year, I really did see like that's kind of where i what I needed so I mean really like you know um i i it's like we get put with the exact people that we're supposed to be with, and that was totally it for me like i you know when i uh when I asked John to be my sponsor, I was like, this is the exact fucking dude that I needed to be with um and he he gave me exactly what I needed exactly when I needed it uh, and I, you know, and I currently feel that way about my current sponsor too. I really do feel like, uh, there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, you attract the energy that you need in this world to a certain degree, especially as you get more sober and you, you kind of start to define those things a little bit better. So, um, so I guess, uh, I guess that's, uh, did we just beat this one up? So, um, did we just like, uh, did we just play this one out? I think, you know, yeah,
2: I think so. But yeah. you know what we didn't bring up is how, how to get spiritually fit <laughs> because we were talking oh, right. before the that's podcast. Right. Right. Right.
0: Got to work out with the Jesus, man. You gotta do-
2: <laughs> I was like, you've got to get swole with Jesus.
0: <laughs> got to get Jesus as your trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he will pump you up.
2: Can you imagine yeah. just seeing Jesus in his like robe and sandals, like <laughs> lifting some dumbbells? Like, come on, six Out more the reps. Desert. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So, um, so yeah, how do you get uh spiritually fit? What is what is how do you like what you what would you define your day uh, as like if you were spiritually fit? Like, what is it? that makes a day, what makes you more spiritually fit than a day than when you're not, right?
2: I, for me, it is being at peace, you know, being able to take things um, that maybe are distressing or irritating and being able to step back from it and not let it consume you or throw you into a fit of rage. Like, you know, there are some days where I just like, I am spent. Like I have nothing left to give a fuck about. Like I have zero fucks and usually it's on my third shift of the week. Like I just don't have a filter, like I am short with people. It's not good. But when I'm when I'm feeling spiritually fit, I am able to just kind of let negativity bounce off of me essentially and, and lead with compassion and kindness and an open mind and, and not saying like the first thing that comes to mind, like usually like taking a beat and just thinking, Hmm, is, is what I have to say like nice is it helpful? (laughs) Like, and if not, then I just don't say it, but that's, you know, I I wish I could say that's me. Most of the time I've met people who are just like that most of their life. And I'm like, you are a saint. You are a freaking (laughs) angel from above because I am not that person most of the time. But you know, when I'm at peace, um, that's when I feel like I'm really spiritually fit. What, how would you describe it?
0: Um, you know, I'd say, uh, you're, you're, pretty spot on in terms of like uh the response you again not not reacting to outside circumstances right being able to uh choose how i uh react to outside influence or circumstances that's like a big thing for me because again it's not what happens to us it's how we respond to it um and when um and and then again to so to climb into the spiritual nature of it like when i have a uh a positive outlook when i'm when i'm grateful Right. Uh, These, you know, these things definitely impact when I am focused on others in a helpful, altruistic way. Right. So that I have no um, I have no ulterior motive or I have no motive for self-gain or my self-interest, you know, those types of things. Um, That's like when I feel just like the most and also that I'm I'm really not thinking it. Right. Like when I'm you know, what I mean, like there's because there's things like you do for others and you're like boy i'm really gonna look good after i do this you know (laughs) it's like and and again we're not perfect people like we're not fucking saints and like you said like when you see people like that you're like holy shit um but yeah i think that i think most everybody is is flawed to that degree i don't think that any of us get away uh with this uh you know without some you know um some you know uh, some selfish and some because you know, it's just a, it's just human nature right just of who we yeah. are it's like you know so I think that even though those people that you're talking about you know maybe they're very saintly uh, they're like there's times when they're not right you know there's oh, uh, it's of course like, yeah I mean they got up this morning you know turned on fucking uh uh, uh porn hub and fucking whacked one out before they saw you right <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> probably probably <laughs> 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 Yeah. so yeah. and then they like, like why are you
2: so <laughs> in peace <laughs> why are you so oh okay <laughs>
0: I'm so content today, but I don't want to tell you why, you know? Uh, <laughs> so but You
2: know what's so interesting is that neither you or I said that, uh, spiritual fitness comes from the amount of times you pray, mm-hmm. the amount of times you go to church, the amount of times you like, you know, meditate do, or otherwise, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a feeling of inner peace for me and I'm sure other people have different definitions of it, but you know i think we're both kind of on the same plane or same like understanding of what it means to be spiritually fit and it's not it's not bound by any sort of um obligations or religious rituals or anything yeah, like it's that no,
0: yeah, yeah, it, it didn't come from 25 percent of my income i'll tell you that right you know so yeah. that's the that's definitely where i kind of like draw a lot of my spiritual practices it doesn't like as soon as, as soon as it goes into my pocket i go nah it's not really that. that's, that's not nope. what we're talking jesus about jesus didn't do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so yeah uh okay so we've kind of beat that that up that was our our final beat up of this page of page 226 of 366 fucking days sober and then okay so we're going to read the next one um on this oh now i have to read because You read first, and I don't (laughs) like reading anyway. So, um, okay, so here it is. Uh, August 14th. Uh, Sorry to burst your pink cloud, but being sober is not about being happy. Uh, We hear people talk about being happy, quote-unquote, all the time in the rooms of recovery. Some people will complain about not being happy like it will bring happiness.
1: Ha! Ha!
0: That's It's written right there. Ha! Uh, This journey is not about being happy at all. This is the most challenging, most difficult thing you may ever do. And the results don't always equate to happiness or anything close to it. So what do you get? You get the opportunity to experience everything in high fidelity, to feel it all fully in the cold light of sobriety. You get to experience the highs, lows, and everything in between with a level head and an enthusiastic heart, to wake up each day with an assured knowledge of your sense of self that comes with a vague understanding of your purpose. If being sober were just about being happy, we'd be selling ourselves short, don't you think? Uh, reflections. How attractive is your life in sobriety? Are you disturbed or fascinated with your life today? Isn't it also wonderful? Daily challenge. Be happy you're not happy today.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Be happy you're not happy.
2: Yeah. it's It's so true, though, because... When I first got sober, I did have a pink cloud. I want to say, um, it was a very short-lived pink pink cloud. But um, with a pink mist, I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a pink fart. if you will. <laughs> it's a pink queef. I was, I was queefing
0: my sobriety. <laughs> uh,
2: but you know, I I did think, oh, this is what I've been missing. You know, like this is this is amazing. Like I'm so happy. But, you know, it only took, like, one inconvenience or one, like, you know, unfortunate thing to happen where that was all, like, shot down. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought this was supposed to be happy. Like, you know, I'm not drinking. Why am I not, you know, why am I still suffering, essentially? Mm -hmm. And the point is that, you know, life is not all about being happy. It's, you know, in order to appreciate The happy times you have to feel the bad times. And um, just because bad shit happened while you were drinking or because of your drinking doesn't mean that bad shit won't continue to happen in your lifetime. And so um, the beauty of being sober is that you get to feel everything. And sometimes it doesn't feel awesome. Like I did not want to feel the bad shit. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to feel the good shit, but that's, you know, unfortunately we don't get to cherry pick those, those things, you know, we get to go through all of it because it, you know, I'm grateful that I've gone through hard times, you know, deaths and loss because it's made me more grateful and more appreciative of what I do have. Um, and, and I think that comes with time, but, but, uh, what are your thoughts on, on, uh, all of that happy shit?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I wrote it for a reason cause it's like, uh, I was, I think I was, I wrote it cause I was again, feeling down because I was, uh, you know, John had died, uh, a lot of shit was happening. Um, you know, and, uh. And this is hard. This is like, this is the fucking hardest thing I've ever had to do. Like, this is like, I mean, but at the same rate, it's like what I learned is that I get to feel it. And that was like one of the things that I heard early on, which was like, you know, it's not your job to feel good, it's your job to feel fully. And that's what this is like the extended version of that, which is to say, like, um, you know, I get to experience death. I get to experience the divorce. I get to, you know, if my child dies, I get to experience that. Two, and it's that's painful shit that's like that would be like uh, you know the most tragic fucking things to think of for me and um and but yet you know i think the thing is is like you know i get to feel those things because that this is the experience you know i i i have you know by being born i have um you know uh i've taken the uh Uh, yeah. I bought the ticket and I'm taking the ride. Right. Like there's no other like (laughs) there's just no other way to do this thing, you know, unless you just want to check out. Right. And checking out again, you know, we did all that. Right. You know, and through drugs and alcohol and that kind of stuff. And it didn't work. And it was it was that, you know, that had its own pain as well. Right. So. So in this case, it's like I go, um, you know, I get to go and experience all that stuff, good or bad. I get to experience it. And I think that that's where the, the wonderful and the beauty of it all is in whether it's good or bad is that it's like I get to do that stuff and I get to feel that for what it is and I get to experience that for what it is and and there's no other like um this is like uh um yeah you know, I, I don't get to, I don't get an alternative. All I got is this life, right? I don't there's not another there's not another one coming that I know of. So um so I'm going to try to live this one to the best of my ability and I I don't, don't want to be there for it. I want to be aware and I want to feel it and I want to experience it. So um, and it's not about happiness at all. Like at, like, so I don't know why we thought that or like what the fucking maybe cause like in meetings, people talk about how great it is or whatever. Um, but you know, it's great because they can do these things better because they can live life sober and don't have to go drinking. And yeah, so yeah, it's great in that regard, but bad shit still happens. And being in meetings, being in recovery is not going to fucking save you from the you know the pulse of life it's just not gonna fucking do that so you're gonna have to like learn how to deal with it in a much more uh different way and that and sometimes it sounds like an adult kind of a way (laughs) (laughs) go figure right but uh but yeah no i i really um it's, it's the funniest things like uh like when i went into the hospital in 2020 like that was like to me like I wouldn't do that differently. And actually, if like if you said, Carl, like you're gonna have to do that all over again, I would say, yes, let's go do that. Because I fucking really enjoyed the the time to do that stuff. You know, I enjoyed like um, my mindset of the whole experience, and that it was like a very positive thing for me. It was it was something that I had to overcome, and it challenged me as a uh, as a person, and that I'm a better person. For having gone through that process and i think recovery is the same way i think the challenges and tribulations that you have whether it be death divorce or you know you know i just you know loss of a limb for that matter i think that you have um that challenge to overcome and that's what you're put here to do to be more quote unquote fit for purpose right because you know, once you overcome that stuff, you're able to help somebody else do those things, right? And if you're just sitting yep. around, running around, being a jerk, being an asshole about it, and going, "Why can't I just be more happy?" Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, then that's it's that's you know, just a childish fucking dream on your part. You know, children wish like that. That's what children do. You know, we we face the the reality of everyday. Isn't that weird? So weird. Why? You no, know, it's weird. Is that shit comes out of my mouth? That's what the <laughs> weird part is. Like no seriously, I go like who the fuck is <laughs> saying that? Like who's that guy? Right? It's fucking more it's more strange every day. All right, Chelsea, so as we as we part and as we as we end this this phase of this week of this what fucking week is it? Week fucking 33 or something like that of the year. Um, have we missed a podcast yet?
2: Mm, I don't know. Oh. I honestly don't know. Either we may way, have missed one, but I don't. I don't know.
0: Either way, uh, so uh, as we as as we part ways for the week to our kind and loving, caring, um, uh, what, what should we call them? Just
2: degenerates. Degenerates. Kind,
0: loving, dysfunctional <laughs> degenerates. Uh. Uh, any parting words or or words of advice that you would get, you would want to hand out? To, okay, to to uh, to Michelle in in Nova Scotia, who is wandering the streets thinking like, "Where the fuck did Mike go?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to Michelle in Nova Scotia, what would you say?
2: Uh, I would just say. You know, if you don't like what you're experiencing right now, do something about it. You know, don't just whine about it and expect things to change. You know, you really have to put uh, things into action. And, um, you know, it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows, but um, you also don't have to be miserable 24 hours a day. You really don't. And so... um, What I did was, I just opened, I kept an open mind. I listened to suggestions and then I started doing those suggestions instead of just trying to talk myself out of it. What about you, Carl?
0: Well, Michelle, you fucking cunt. Stop trying (laughs) to ruin Mike's sobriety, okay? He's doing really fucking well without you. And I just. (laughs) i got a whole story fucking built up around Mike in Nova Scotia. Uh, so. <laughs> but no, It'll be your uh, next book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michelle and Mike in Nova Scotia. Their first year sober. Uh, so. Uh, so now I'd say I say to Mike in Nova Scotia, I say, dude, like, you know, um, uh, again, yeah, this is one day at a time. Right. Yeah. This is uh, um, again, this is the hardest thing you'll ever have to fucking do. If you're a true alcohol addict and this has been something you've been um wrestling with for, you know, for your years, like the, the idea here is this, is that you commit every day to, to getting up and staying sober. Um, and then, I mean, literally just doing the fucking best you can so you can put your head on that pillow sober, right? When you get those days behind you, you know, life will begin to show you, how that you need to operate. And if you're paying attention and if you're listening and if you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing in this world, you will get on the right path. And that's the deal. It's like, you know, um, you'll, you'll know when, you're, when you start to go off on the wrong path or when you start to wander the streets of Nova Scotia looking for a bar that's open, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you'll know that, uh, you know, when you're on the wrong path. So again, pay attention to your body. Pay attention to how you feel. Pay attention to, you know, again, your, your mind, your body, your spirit right and then um and then do the do the things that 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 um quiet sober spot in the center of your skull is telling you to do like that's if you if you're quiet enough if you're still enough and you listen to it you'll find the right path and and again it won't make you happy but it'll definitely make you um um fit for purpose how's that I I wrapped it right back into the topic. Did you see (laughs) it? Anyway. All right, Chelsea, what do we say to these uh, motherfuckers?
2: (laughs) Before we go, I just want to invite you all to join our uh, Facebook group. It's a private group. Uh, just go to facebook.com slash group slash SoberPod. We have Bing and Bod Phil, who does an exercise class and leaves the videos up there. We love you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. And we also have uh, V, who is a member there. She hosts the official meeting of SoberPod, the SOS meeting. And that is um, every Saturday at what time? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Pacific. Pacific,
0: 9 p.m. Eastern.
2: Yeah, and then V just asked me, and I need to text her back. She asked me to be a speaker um, at the end of September, so um, that'll that'll be a something to look forward to if if you attend the SOS meeting. Well, I definitely uh, want
0: to do it so I can heckle you, so I can zoom bomb that <laughs> shit.
2: Like, ha <"Ha-ha."> ha. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: just running porn in the background.
1: <laughs> anyway, I'd be but terrible that- to get kicked
0: out of a fucking
2: so. Super-
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <But> like <laughs>
2: Carl <laughs> you've been great but you are banned you are officially banned you can just continue to promote yeah, the meeting but to please don't it, come I,
0: it's kind of like my whole fucking high school life right there uh, <laughs> so uh So, and then again, uh, friends in recovery, they, they are promoting this fucking book uh, all the time. And like, dude, they just did, I mean, like I just edited one of their podcasts and they fucking literally like, so it'll be out on Tuesday. Uh, so they just like talk about half of the fucking book, uh, in their podcast. Oh, did I tell you about like, that? I sent this to my therapist? Did I tell you this? No. Oh, this is fucking great. So you're going to love this one. So, uh. So I sent it to my I sent it to my therapist because there's a few pages in here where my therapist has uh, he inspired some of these things. Actually, is one of the episodes that we did about um, you know getting to know your family, like do you really know your family, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that actually that idea came from my therapist because that was like one of the things that he had me doing. So yeah. um, so as a gift to my therapist, because I also talked to him about like when my sponsor died, you know I, I was in there with a session and I was um, it was so funny like things were going really well um like you know i just started a new job and i was like you know i didn't have to sell my jeep and like fucking things were great and then at the very end of the fucking session it was like 20 minutes left basically and i'm like oh yeah my sponsor died <laughs> and, I'm, like, and i'm like and he's and he's like oh okay like that was something like we probably should have been talking about and i was like yeah i go oh, but i started writing a book you know and then um and so i actually showed him like the cover of the books like that i was working on at the time and so we talked about it, and then uh, so when he got the book, it's great because he uh, so he sent me an email and it said uh, he said hey like you know I just got the book and uh, you know thank you you know and and, uh, uh, and basically he uh, uh, he said yo, know, it was great because uh, he got it and he on August first he goes great right up to August first where um, you know it really was sounded like you know, cognitive behavioral therapy right and he goes right up to the point where it told where it called me a chicken shit motherfucker. <laughs> 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 and, uh, so i wrote him back and i go i go well, at least i know my audience <laughs> <laughs> so so it's funny that i got to uh banter with my uh therapist over this book a little bit I love it. yeah so, so uh funny. so yeah either way um i don't know what the whole point of that was but to say like hey uh friends in recovery they are like promoting the shit out of this book and uh and it's just been a, a real treat to see people experience it uh see people like um you know, just embrace, like, some of the writings that are in there. And and they get into my circle at the at the local club. You know, I started selling them there. So they're available at the Corona Serenity Club. Uh, uh, the books were donated there. So if you go and buy them, they actually receive the funds from those purchases. And then, um, uh, so it's only $10. but So everybody's buying this book, which is really cool. And so people are actually sending it out, uh, like, in the texts. You know, streams that most people do. So it's kind of weird to see that happen as well that people are actually embracing it beyond, like, it's having a little life of its own, which I think is super cool.
1: That's awesome. Outside of
0: the podcast, like, nobody's even listening to the podcast because I don't, because they're like, nah, we hear you talking meetings, Carl. We don't want to hear any more of that shit. <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, uh but, um, but yeah, so it's actually just kind of going around in that little circle, which is super cool. So go listen to Friends in Recovery and watch them like over half their their episode coming up on Tuesday is going to be about the book because <laughs> they actually read it and then they discuss it. Sounds kind of like our format. Hey, wait a minute. Copycat. They're doing it again.
1: <laughs> Shit, motherfuckers. Oh,
0: I get it. I get it. So pretty soon they'll just be like, SoberPod Recovery Podcast 2. <laughs> um Kind of like that uh, kind of like that other podcast that tried to steal our name for a while. I, they haven't done something in a while either. So all right, Chelsea, what do we say to the kind, loving, demented, distorted, dysfunctional degenerates? <laughs> Deuces. And I say stay active, stay sober, see you, motherfuckers.
1: soberpod.com 366 fucking days sober yeah It was a sight to see them, breakfast with Sprite and Seagulls, wrestling with my vices, exercising my demons, my blessings were blocked so I never got the message, I'm stressing, I'm only 12 steps from an exit, regret it, because my imperfections were perfected, I ain't run from it, I accept it, and rep it, it's a badge to me, good stories come from a tragedy, and when you survive the glory will come in act 3, the wait's over, 366 fucking days sober, morning affirmations that can start the day for you, use my favorite book, for a placeholder, finish when the day's over, okay? Okay, okay, yeah. Sober pie, keep it authentic, no facade. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome.